Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scruggs, where we feature great artists, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and well, anyone that should have that moment to share their story in the spotlight. Welcome to this fabulous episode of In the Spotlight, and I have a truly dynamic, inspiring, and I have to say one of my favorite humans on the planet as our guest today. I would love you to meet Nancy Deccan. She is an incredible inspiration and leader in the music industry, and we're going to hear all about that. I do not want to spoil her story because there's a lot to share, and also the company that she started that is literally a game changer for songwriters and publishing in the music industry today. So Nancy, thank you so much for being with us. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Well, you are in the spotlight today, which is what, <laughs> which is what we're discussing, but it's so powerful for you to share this with the world. And I hope that this episode gets shared and it brings a whole new awareness to your business. But I want to start with you, Nancy, you have a, a long history. Let's talk about your background in music. Okay. Well, my passion for the music industry runs 20 years deep. It's hard to even think that I've been 20 years in this already. Uh, my first 10 years were in Pittsburgh in bands. And I, uh, uh, for eight years, I was the NSAI coordinator, which that NSAI is the Nashville Songwriters Association International. And they're an amazing organization that helps songwriters understand the business and the craft of songwriting. And after <clears throat> 10 years of doing all that in 2013, I moved to Nashville and started my songwriting and journey there. That's and powerful because a lot of individuals may just say they started in Nashville, but you really had a lot of foundation with Pittsburgh. Give us a little more on what you did with the bands and what you what you did there and how that evolved before you oh came to Nashville. Goodness. Okay. So, you know, as I started out, of course, everyone plays around the campfire. Um, and I, my first real band was called The Faders. I was in my husband's band. And we did, you know, it was sort of uh, Death Cab for Cutie style music. And we were playing all the bookstores and it was just fun. And it was my first time in front of people mm -hmm. and totally wanted to face the wall. But I played my mandolin, that one right there. <laughs> well, it is so and important too, because having those those what I call the gigs or those early times in music and learning how you, what your style even is, what your sound is, learning how to follow an audience, whether it's a small audience or a large audience. I as well treasure my early times on the various stages that I was on at the very beginning when I was in bands 20 years ago as well. What was that like for you as you kind of cut your teeth and learned yourself <laughs> as an artist? Well, I was just so, I was just so scared to pieces, but little by little, it crept up on me. And, um, and it, I learned in those moments that the most, it wasn't about what other people were thinking. What I learned was to be in the moment and just be fully present and sing and play. And there are going to be mistakes and I'm, no one's going to be perfect in this whole thing. And that if you can just be in this moment, then. Uh, you're gonna, there's a certain ecstasy in that. There's a freedom in that, that you can't find if you're too worried about what other people are thinking. So it, I got through that and it changed my whole life. It really did. 
Were you also writing songs even at that very beginning stage when you were in the bands? Did that start right away for you? When did the songwriting come into the mix? Or was that first? Have you been writing since you were in grade school in your bedroom? Well, I'm, so, I'm one of those grade schoolers, right? Yes. And, and in my 20s, I wrote songs and we played them. There were like seven guitar players in this church and we all wrote songs and worship songs yes. and got to play them on Sunday at will. And it was one of the most wonderful experiences and supportive communities. Um, and after about, uh, oh, I left that church and moved because we moved away and then just really couldn't re get that, that kind of situation back again. And really just dropped out of songwriting and dropped into, you know, my taking care of kids and all kinds right. of things like that. And came back to it many years later, uh, just wanted with, so deeply in my heart to do it. And I, I have learned since then that if you want to do it so much, that that then it's for you. Yes. Uh, that's the only measure you yes. need is to, this desire. If you want it that bad, that means it wants yes. you. I Go always say it. something like is in your DNA at that point. When I feel like it's in my DNA, then it has to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it takes so long to learn that les lesson. Many of us who are young and uh, and our parents really encourage it, Anything can happen in a very short time, but you, many of us don't really get that kind of support that is sustained through that, you know, the cycles of <laughs> being great at it and being right. sucky at it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's in its various phases. Yes. You mentioned that you were then uh, part of the Songwriters Association there when you were still in Pittsburgh. How did that transition over to being in such a prestigious position that's so important for songwriters? Well, just coming to Nashville was a game changer. I had no intention of coming to Nashville, and I live here now. A part of being uh, with NSAI is that in itself is another one of those extremely supportive communities. And Bart Herbison, who is the leader of that organization, stood out on the front porch of NSAI one day, and we were talking, and he said, you know, you're coming to Nashville. And I was like, I am? He says, yes, you are. I says, I'm not seeing it, Bart. <laughs> and <he's> like, <laughs> you are. And five years later, I was, I had moved to Nashville. He, you know, when you're, you see the sea of people who are songwriters yes. and you're a part of this, you get to see who has that deep desire. I'm sure that's what he saw in me. And he encouraged me. He, and it made all the difference in the world, but I knew after 10 years of being in the band, I wanted to be at the creation point, mm -hmm. which was writing songs all the time. And I could, I, I wish I could have just cut that out and thrown it away because you have to upset your whole entire family. I'm like, honey, let's go to Nashville. And he's like, no. I was going <laughs> to ask that. This was at a time where you, the kids were still needing to finish growing and, and what their <laughs> needs were, correct? Well, actually, no. I mean, my daughter... Uh, it was grown and my daughters are both grown. And this is me and my husband, George. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, and he's like, honey, no, you're messing up the band. They're, who's going to book the band? I'm like, well, that's up to you now. I'm leaving. You coming? <laughs> you ran around the whole thing. We're headed to like, Nashville. Music City, here we come. So what you do move. 
you know, because it's so hard to make that choices. I just went back and forth. I lived here every other month for a year and a half. And it was clear as day to me I needed to be here. And my husband was, and I worked it out. We just kept talking to each other. And he said, I'll come when I'm ready. You just go and I'll go back and forth for a while. And so that's how I made it here in 2013. Wow. I mean, you both made a huge investment into your passion and also into what is your given innate talent and contribution to the world. It really is. And I'm really impressed that he also had that wisdom to say, okay, you might've been bucking a little bit, but I love that you pointed out the communication as a communications (laughs) coach. I find that part very important that you effectively kept communicating with each other to make that a reality that didn't destroy you. Right. And I want to say, even when it was hard to talk to each other, uh, I really didn't know where this was going to go. And that made all the difference. We just kept trying to communicate and we just, and it worked out. Now he's here and he's in bands. Of course <laughs> he know? is. Of, of course. course he is. I'm like, honey, why don't you want to come down here? Just be in a band. I mean, like, nah, nah. there were a lot of things that had to happen for him. And then it finally worked out. But I would say that, moment, those moments that were were the proving ground and the metal that is the kind of thing that builds your abilities to sustain yourself when you get here. Yes. Because everybody, most people who are here have come from someplace else. Oh, yes. And they had to make sacrifice after sacrifice to get here. And if you don't make them, you just stay at home and do it on on a different scale. And I wanted to do it in the largest scale that I could do it. And I knew it had to be here. So it just built a lot of determination in me. Well, you went on to have quite some accolades as a songwriter then. Let's talk about some of your great successes that you had. Well, I have really enjoying being in this community. And one of the major uh, strategies for, for, for what I did for myself when I started coming here was just to write with young artists. And now they're not, you know, they were 13 in 2013. Now they're 23. It's 19, oh my it's 2023, right? And uh, so I've got, um, as those artists have grown and are now out there and touring musicians and, you know, artists and mm-hmm. making their career happen, they're making my career happen. Uh, one is Dallas Remington and I have been writing together for many years and, 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 and our song Princess got on Billboard. So we have that. I have uh, C- Cody Clayton Eagle. We've had over a million streams on that song. And I've also had some sync placements, which has been a great joy to to do. So things are moving along. Only like sometimes it feels like a glacier moving <laughs> very slow. And but when you look back, you actually see how fast it was. Even when you referenced five years later, then you were in Nashville. Five years is nothing. When we really look back and see a big shift in our life or something that's built out of nothing, you it really isn't a glacier. I think this has really actually been a very quick transition for you where you rose up in a very rapid way. It didn't feel too rapid, Amy. I gotta say, it looks but... like it from from the top looking down here. And this sparked, and I want to transition into um, such a, a powerful part of your life now that's just a tremendous resource. But this sparked a passion in you to create something big, and that's what I'm referring to. And I I cannot do it justice. I would love you to share about Discover Sooner. 
Okay. Well, as soon as I hit Nashville proper and was living here, I started, I actually started a publishing company and started doing song plugging for some hit songwriters and things like that. And that experience, plus being with a, being a songwriter, a working songwriter, a serious songwriter, all of that information came into my brain and said, this is crazy. The way this works or doesn't work, there's got to be an easier way to hook songwriters who are ready for a publishing deal and ready for more, ready to take the next steps. Like NSAI is so much about uh, learning the craft of songwriting. Mm -hmm. But once you've learned that, you need to take your next step to get in the room and get your songs out there. And so I created this company called Discover Sooner. And our mission, it's like a professional development company for songwriters. When you... And most of our members are advanced songwriters and they participate in programs that we have where we put them in front of, and that we help them develop relationships with publishers and great publishers. There's a lot of publishers in Nashville and they all want the top publishers and the major publishers. So that is part of what we do. We help people pitch their songs. We help them get in front of publishers. We help them also write with the songwriters who are signed and and all of that sort of it, which is a game changer. It is hard. I got to say it is not the, it is, is a challenge to do it, but when it comes together, it is great. We now have some songwriters writing at Warner Chapel and Black River and Liz Rose's company, some phenomenal organizations. And it's it's exciting. Uh, the other thing that I do, um, because not every songwriter has the trajectory of having a publisher, we've also entered into the sync placement space And one of the things we recently started doing is the sync challenge where I put people in teams and we have a music supervisor and comes and gives us briefs and tell us what they want uh, the songs to sound, you know, know, briefs. And then they write songs and there's, you know, nine teams writing nine different songs for this music supervisor. So whether you have that goal to be with publishers or you, are on the other side of this and you really want to get your songs into TV and film, then we're trying to cover those bases for people. And you're navigating so much because the music industry has made tremendous shifts and changes, especially in the last 10 years. It, it, just the way we do things, how how we put our music out there, the way it gets picked up, how we market, everything has completely shifted. How have you navigated through those shifts and and what resources are you providing to help keeping your writers and publishers educated in this space? Because it's easy to be completely immersed in the writing process. I love the music, love writing. And then you kind of come out of your bubble or your cave of writing and go, wait a minute, now what? <laughs> Things have changed since I last went into the cave or since I last pitched new music. What are what are some of those ways that you are helping them stay up to date on the best practices for today's music industry? Okay, well, there's the creative side where... The biggest shift is, for the most part, if you're a group of songwriters, usually there's three of you in the room, where you try to have a track person in the room who will make the demo and 
for you and they are a part of the songwriting process. Wow. All of that makes that process go a lot faster before it used to be write the song, go to the studio, have the musicians come in. And then a month later, you're working your way through the changes. Now it's like we all are sitting here writing together and that track guys or girl, amazing women in this in in Nashville you know, tracking songs and really being the the writer producer mm-hmm. on it and so from the technology standpoint of just getting your songs ready that has changed and when you have 20 songs that you have a potential to record and release and they are somewhat fleshed out because you have done the tracking process and you've gotten some of these so pre-production so yes. to speak then it makes a, an easier choice for you. So there's that. And the other thing uh, is the business aspect of it because of social media. You can really do this all on your own. You can develop your own audience. But, I, you know, there's the plus and the minus of that, that the plus is that you can do it all on your own. The minus is there's so many people, as you know, yes. Amy, how do you rise above that? The journey of an artist is to know who they are. And if you don't know who you are and what genre you want to write, you know, and, and, and who you are and to tell the world about, it's hard to attract those audience members. And it, it feels like a lot of luck sometimes. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, music publishers and record labels, they have entered into that. And they said, okay, first they were like watching Instagram and they're, they're finding people on Instagram. Now they're finding people on TikTok. So how do you have to stand out in this sea of really talented, extremely talented people? You have to do your work. You have to get to events where uh, publishers and record labels want to meet you. Uh, because the next guy is doing it, right? The next guy is just do- doing all that work to do it. And so it is really, it takes a lot of work to get the business side together. You need every aid you can get. <laughs> yes. What resources do you offer for your virtual writers? Those that aren't in Nashville, they can't just come and sit together in one of those writing sessions. What resources do your virtual writers participate in so that they can still grow their business? Well, that's really interesting. Before the pandemic, I would have said not much, <laughs> but since the pandemic, and that's all that we could do, it was really cool. I'm like, it has given us an alternative and many more of us Nashville-based songwriters are now writing with people, especially on that LA crew out yes. there, right? Out there. Yes. <laughs> um, us West Coasters here. <laughs> it means where a person is these days means nothing. So say we have a pitch night that our members uh, pitch a song. There's, we usually play about 20 songs for this publisher. Who's right here. We have people coming in from all over the country and pitching their song and getting feedback from this, uh, from this publisher. It's not a big deal. So everything that discover sooner does 
really can be done online. Our sync challenges are all online. Even though if you're in Nashville, you can all get together. It'll be easier for you. But if you're not, to, you know, you're not in Nashville, it doesn't matter at all. So everything that we do can be is doable online, except for one particular meeting and the publisher writer experience where you're being mentored by a publisher. We have a group meeting at the publisher's office. Wonderful. And, you know, you kind of have to be here. Yeah. Yeah, well, they can the fly office. out for that. What a great reason to come to well, Nashville, right? And we'll, <laughs> and we'll hook a few more things on there for you. So it'll be a very productive trip for you. So that's Nancy, how what we are some of the it. most rewarding components to doing this now? When you The way you've described your background and your love for music and coming to Nashville, the investment you put into yourself to do that, your husband making that investment. Now here you have this incredible platform mm-hmm. that's inspiring and changing the lives for songwriters. It's it's unbelievable. What is that like for you? What do you feel are the most rewarding components? Well, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing other people succeed. Honestly, uh, to be able to see a 40-year-old woman, 40-plus-year-old woman, who you get in your mind, oh, they only want 20 to 30-year-olds. Oh, no. I have more than oh, one. We're breaking that barrier. We're like, breaking oh, that. <laughs> right. Phenom- if you're a phenomenal songwriter, and this is the most surprising thing that I've learned, if you have it as a songwriter, a publisher doesn't care if you're a 40-year-old woman. They want that 40-plus-year-old woman to help that young artist in their company. Yes. And if you have that, and they hear that in your music, and it's pretty easy to tell. And the reason it's easy to tell is because your music stands out. Mm-hmm. It's it all you can, all you have to do to find out if that's true is listen to a thousand songs, Amy, and I you did. will hear the ones that stand out. Yeah, I did. Know. I listened yes, to it. We went through a thousand songs to pick the five for my EP. So I went through that process, and I know exactly right. what you're saying. And you go, oh, this has hit me. Yes. And when a writer has that, whatever that thing is, yes. Every publisher and every publisher in this town will hear it and they'll, and they'll want that person. So I'm pleasantly surprised that you get in your mind, especially as a woman, I can see who all the hit makers are in town. One of them is a woman and, and, and 15 of them are, are men. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you know what? Just up your game and keep up. Just keep keep working on your screw. That's right. That's right. We That's have right. To. And then on top of that, I think the one of one of the most rewarding thing is not just only as a songwriter because songwriters are always reaching out to each other, but as a business person, I feel so much support from. I have like five amazing women in my life that make me feel like I'm. I can fly. I'm like superwoman. I could. I could fly over the. You know the. Yes. <laughs> the World Trade Center. And to be a part of this community on both ends of that is pretty special. It's huge. It's huge. As an artist who doesn't write her own music, I understand how important this is. I know my lane. I have different lanes. That is not one of them. My son's a writer. I am not. So I am so grateful for the incredible songwriters that push through day after day after day to keep putting their music out there so that artists like myself can go, that's the one. Thank you so much for the honor and privilege of letting me sing this song. And that's truly how I feel as an artist. And if I could pass that on to you writers that are listening to this, we appreciate it so much. 
keep doing it. There are no age barriers. It's limitless. There are no barriers. And you've provided such an incredible platform that they can come into and be welcomed and see that there are no barriers. You know, I didn't really believe that, but I do now. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that with my heart of hearts. And I believe it's because I, yes, the majority is X, Y, and Z, but there is a a place for each of us and I'm walking that path each day. I know more things are coming as long as I put more one foot in front of the other. Yes. The path keeps unfolding like this origami thing and that's pretty exciting. You can't see what's happening. Right. I can, I think take it it's like GPS. GPS only gives you the next the next turn. It doesn't give you all the turns at one time. It gives you right. one turn, right? So I just know I'm doing things today I never expected to be doing. Oh, we're so grateful for it. Are, do you still have room for new members to join Discover Sooner? Absolutely. Go to discoversooner.com. Wonderful. And that, and that link is going to be in these show notes. Please take a look. It's all there for you. So go in and reach out and get information about Discover Sooner. Nancy, how else can we support you in this incredible business that you have changing oh, lives? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it's always a pleasure to meet new people and I do my best. I can try and keep up on those emails. So just come to Discover Sooner and reach out to us and see if there's something there that you feel you need. And I'll be more than happy to talk with you about whatever it is, wherever you are talk to people all the time. <laughs> well, you can reach me at Amy Scruggs Media and I will get you in touch with Nancy if that's what you need to do. Resources are there in the links. Nancy, thank you so much for being such a bright light in the music industry and in the lives of others. It's truly an honor to know you and to watch this happen and to see how you thrive and how you just continually keep pouring into the lives of others. That's what it's all about. Thank you so much for being a part of In the Spotlight today. Well, thank you so much, Amy. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> thank you for listening to In the Spotlight podcast. For more information, you can go to amyscruggsmedia.com and make sure and follow on social media at amyscruggsmedia.com.